Blog Talk Radio. Well, hi, everybody. It's Friday, and it's my very last show for like two weeks. Yay! And Smart Little Me picked one of the best guests to have for my very last show for a while. Um, obviously, there's a couple of things I want to cover real fast before Margaret gets on the line. So let's just take care of some show business before we get to the real showgirl herself, Margaret Joseph, who I'm very honored to be hosting on the show today. A couple quick things for this weekend because, of course, I'm not going to be on air, but as we all know, I like to advocate supporting local and live music and otherwise. So if you're in Milwaukee this weekend and you don't have children, because I do, which means we all know I won't be out this weekend, um, three different things happening. Tonight, my very dear friend Amy Ashby of The Incorruptibles is playing tonight at Mamie's. If you live in Milwaukee, you already know that that's one of my favorite hangouts. And some of the best bands play there, and the owner, Debbie, is adorable. So please support her. 9.30, maybe it's tonight. Saturday tomorrow, one of my dearest friends and one of the coolest biker hangouts ever. And if I could get on a motorcycle tomorrow, I totally would. Hollywood Stevie Day is going on from 11 to 3 at Hollywood's Roadhouse. If you don't know where that is, you don't ride a Harley, and that's probably not a good thing. But my very, very dear friend Hollywood is having her diva day. I'm going to try to get out there with my kids tomorrow because it's great bling, it's great bikers, and it's great fun. So please support her efforts 11 to 3 tomorrow, Sunday, Under the Radar, which is Radio Vision. He is interviewing Brad Anderson, and what's cool about that is he's an amazing director and filmmaker. I will be on Under the Radar January 3rd, if I'm not mistaken. So please tune in and support his efforts. He's a wonderful, wonderful radio host who's trying to get a great show going. Please support his efforts. And before I forget, two quick things about me. Art is Alive, the magic of indie movies, is the calendar that's coming out, God willing, next month. Um, Obviously, that's 12 to independent films, two film sponsors. And Bravo real estate girl herself, Alyssa Stoll, is part of that calendar. Very excited, very proud of it, very happy that I'm promoting indie art. Please go ahead and check out the Facebook page. Check out the website. Don't forget Art is Alive Film Festival. That's my wrap-up from New York two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I can't even remember. Um, Check it out. Check out the winners. Check out the pictures. Please support all of their films. They did a tremendous job. I would not have a festival without them, and I wouldn't be where I am without them. So please support their efforts. And lastly, if you haven't bought my son's comic book, what the hell's wrong with you? I'm kidding. Sergeant Seizure and the Evil Dr. Cuckoo. It's on Facebook. The website is there. Please make it your point to do so. We have 3,000 more copies we have to sell. I'm only one person. There's 50 states. Let's get it done. Please, please, please. I promised my son I would do this. So let's get it finished. The last thing I want to mention before I get on air is to talk about, um, well, the obvious elephant in the room. I just wanted to quickly say thank you so much. I saw every single one of your thoughts, your prayers, your um very sweet sentiments that you sent to me before the doctor this morning. If you read my post, you already know what's happening. That means you already know um, I need to take some time off and I need to address things. And yes, I'm very afraid. And yes, I'm very unhappy. We're going to have a great show and this is going to be a great mind deterrent. So I just want to say I love you all and I appreciate your support. Um, So without further ado, we don't want to listen to me. We want to listen to Margaret. She's so much cooler than I am and so much prettier than I am. So let's get her on the line and start talking. Hello, Margaret. Hi, Cindy. How are you? Oh, well, let me tell you, I had to squeeze in a whole lot of stuff right there. <laughs> when you're off for like so, two weeks. I am oh. so sorry that we were delayed in speaking. A traffic and I oh, didn't are you kidding? while I was driving. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I would wait an hour for you, for God's sake. You're Margaret Joseph. Hello? Oh. People wait oh, for you, God. silly girl. 
No, you're it's a doll. True. Thank you. No, no, no. That was so sweet of you. I'm so appreciative. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Well, you sound just like you do on a on a TV. So that's that's definitely a positive sign. I like to hear that you sound the same. So I know that I'm talking to Margaret. That's important because sometimes people from TV don't sound like themselves. So I'm like, okay, this is good. Um, we have a lot of ground that we have to cover because there's a lot that I know okay. about you, and there's a lot that your audience oh. wants to know. So first of all, thank Great. you for taking the time to do this. Um, I'm going to try to give you the best show possible. This has been, um, I, I've just, I've, I've been excited to get this show uh, finished. And oh, mostly because thank my, you. my, well, my kids are excited to hear about you, believe it or not. I have two sons and I talk about the Real Housewives because <gasps> they can't watch it. So then they'll be like, well, what happened this week? And I'm like, well, let me just tell you. So I'm like, I can tell you right now I was a soggy Cindy today. So I'm like, I shouldn't tell Margaret that because she'll start calling me soggy Cindy. Because if you watch no, the show, no, we all know no, what no, happened there. No, so no, Cindy, we're, alla- we're allowed to cry for va- valid reasons, but I doubt you cry over <laughs> a freaking cake. <laughs> That's absolutely right. So, okay, we're going to bounce around all over the place because there's things about you that people don't know. You're not just a housewife. There's a whole lot more about you. So the first thing that I want to talk about is um, – well, let's talk about you as a person. First of all, what does the average ordinary, and there's nothing ordinary about you, but I'm going to pretend like you're me. Somebody comes along from Bravo TV one day. So talk to me about this process because people don't know when they don't interview people like you, how does it happen that you go from being the founder of a fashion line to one day all of a sudden someone saying, let's put you on the Real Health site? I've been on, in, in the New York, New Jersey area, I've been on TV a lot. I, you know, put on TV as um, a lifestyle expert. I've been on the Today Show, uh, New York Channel, Channel 5, Fox News, a lot of different things. So I've been on the radar in the media and things like that. So, lo and behold, they were looking for a new housewife, and Siggy Flicker does live in my town of Tenafly. And we have a mutual oh. friend, Jody Goldberg, who's, wor- who's worked for me. And Jody caught wind of this, and she's the Tenafly tongue. And the producers spoke to her, and they and they mentioned me because in 2013 they had approached me to do the Housewives, and it really wasn't the oh. right timing for me. My son was still home; he wasn't away at college. It it just wasn't the right timing. So when Jody mentioned to me, "Hey, I I basically it was funny." Jody spoke to me. She's like, "I told them it's not your thing." You wouldn't really be interested. I said, no, Jode, I think I'm ready now. She goes, really? That's great. Let me talk to the producer, you know, mention to the producer. The producer mm-hmm. called me up. They interviewed myself, my husband, uh, checked us out. And they were like, you know, you'd still be perfect. We'd love to have you. And that's how it happened. But, of course, you have to have an organic connection. Know somebody. I, Cindy and I are acquaintances for a long time. You know, friendly acquaintances. We support mm-hmm. each other's businesses in town. And that's how it happened. Oh, my God, look at that. See, she just makes it sound so simple. So we were living here, and then they said yes, and then this happened and this happened. So you, too, can be a housewife, girl. Just listen to that one. You can. It's, it's possible. It's actually, it's I don't actually know if you true. Be. It's actually true. If you well, be, if you let me tell you. Be, if you want to be TMI Mars, too much information. <laughs> it, and it really, it's not, it's not scripted. I feel like I put it all out there, and that's really what mm-hmm. it is. If you feel comfortable being yourself and and have thick skin because people say beautiful things to you and evil things at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's actually, you can inspire some, you can inspire a lot of people if you, if you have a great message to get across and it was time for a career, you know, added on to my career, 50 years old. Why not? <laughs> I love that. She just threw that right, <laughs> right out there. Cause I was going to be like, you know, she's 40, right? Cause I know how old she is, but 
Yeah, she looks great for 50. Shocker. You're very very sweet. I could use a facelift, but that's okay. Oh, my God, listen to this. Okay, so I've seen your mother. We've all seen your mother, obviously, if you watch the show. And even if you don't watch the show, I've seen pictures of your mom. So I'm curious to ask about that because I I know you were raised by a single mom, and I know that you work with her, obviously. So um, I want to talk a bit about that because your mother and you have this very unique relationship, and I see that you go to her for consultation. You obviously work with her. That, That resonates to me. You have a wonderful working and loving relationship. So tell me how that's helped a little bit. I mean, when when she, do you ever get to that point where you go to her as the, as the boss and you're like, Mom, what should I do? And she tells you something and you're not happy. Do you ever have that clashing going on? Because I imagine that's tough sometimes to have mom around all the time. It's, Cindy, we we are we fight and make up by makeup, but she's my best friend, so it's absolutely Aww. hilarious. One second, I'm because when we are at work, I am her boss, and of course, I expect certain things, but. Marge Sr. thinks she's my mother all the time and doesn't really want to listen to me and puts in her two cents. I'll be in the middle of the business meeting. She totally interjects with some random Ralph kind of comment. I'm like, Marge Sr., what are you thinking? So, of course, there's clashing, but we're extremely close. We're only 20 years apart. So, of course, we basically raised each other because she wasn't a single mom. She had a great boyfriend for many years, Wayne, who I call my stepdad. He's a doll. But the truth is... We basically raised each other, so we've been through everything together, highs and lows. She's hilarious. Even though she makes me crazy, she's she's my biggest fan. She boosts me up. If I'm having the worst day, even if I'm in her, I call her up, and she always cheers me up. She's everybody's mother. Aww. She's everybody's grandmother. She's, she's, she's a doll. She's really just a lot of fun to be around. Oh, that's she's so sweet, John actually. <laughs> well, plus, too, yeah, she, really she doesn't is. seem to she, – she, She's so camera friendly because oftentimes like when they have the shot on her and we'll watch her, for those of you that don't get a chance to watch the housewives, it's as if she's knowing it all along and she's already prepared. She's on cue. She never looks awkward in front of the camera. And I just wonder if she had ever done work prior to this. It made me think about that. I'm like, has she been on camera before? (laughs) No, she hasn't been on camera before, but she was always the ultimate glamour queen. My mother's the woman who would spend her last dollar on a lipstick and a face mask. That's the way I grew up. (laughs) She always said, I mean, uh, it, is, it is absolutely hilarious. Our bathroom was always like a cosmetic store. She was always teetering in high heels. So she is the best rest in our office. She's always camera ready. She always has like a quick one-liner. She was, a, she was always, growing up with her, you know, it was a little bit difficult. She was a cloth feet, eccentric, but I'm so appreciative of it now. Oh, I bet. That's awesome. Yeah. She sounds wonderful. No, Look it's at that. a lot of fun. Senior, there you go. That's awesome. I love it. Now, yeah. I was told as a child you had spoke Hungarian, and so I'm like, you don't – do you do that now? I think that would be so cool. I kept hoping you would do that on camera, like she's going to talk Hungarian, and you didn't. So um, I was kind of bummed about I only, I do still speak Hungarian. I've lost a lot of it because the only person I speak it to is my mom when we want to talk behind people's backs. But I have to brush up with, uh, with it because as a little girl, I never spoke English till I went to kindergarten. And then when my grandparents were alive, we really only spoke Hungarian. But they died when I was 18, and I don't use it as much as I should. But, of course, I understand it perfectly. My grammar is probably way off. Words don't come to me as quickly. But my mother was born in Hungary. My father, who I don't you – know, they got divorced when I was very young, but he was also born in Hungary. I'm first generation. So growing up Hungarian was a very big part of my heritage, my culture, and my upbringing. 
Gotcha. Okay. But we should break and into you, Hungarian. I agree. Well, I do think that would be awesome. And plus, too, I, I would ascertain, do you ever do anything cultural within your own house? I mean, other customs? Because obviously Hungary is very different, and, and that lifestyle is different than what we're accustomed to. So do you ever celebrate in ways or cook that sort of food or do anything cultural relative to that? I it's funny. My mother does. My mother orders everything from this Hungarian deli that she has delivered, which some of the stuff is creepy. We really have to get more into that. I should really put that on the housewives. People would have a freak out. Head cheese and all creepy delicacies, which I don't always love, but I love the Hungarian pastries. My mother always goes to every Hungarian festival. And I really feel like I have a very European attitude in general because we, I, my mother obviously didn't come to the States until she was 10 and her parents were, were much older. And we grew, I feel like I grew up very European. We have a very relaxed attitude about a lot of things, not saying that Americans are uptight. I don't really want to come across saying that, but I do feel like I have a very European attitude. Um, some Europeans are a little more sexually free. We'll say anything. We don't get offended as easily. We're not as repressed. And I feel like, that's kind of the way I grew up. So I feel like in general, we're, we're just much more European. Oh, nice. I like that. See, and like I said, well, well, hope springs eternal. Now you have a new suggestion for the housewives. So that Hungarian, people like to see something that's extraordinary and out of the ordinary. And God knows who the New Jersey girls are to begin with. But you, you've set your own criteria, I think. And I'll get into that in terms of why I think you're so much more unique than some of the other girls. Because I have my own oh, personal favorites you. and there are reasons for that. But you'll find out. Now, um, I know that you went to FIT and got a degree in fashion design. Now, forgive me, but I, I tend to, when I okay. research people, one of the things that I thought about was, why is this woman, and maybe you have, like you're talking about, you remind me of most of my friends that are either directors, actors, or musicians, or writers, because we're all very free-spirited and hippie-like, et cetera. So I was curious to ask if you'd ever done any theater or any music stuff, or if you've ever written anything, because I could have seen that earlier on, or am I just nuts? No. No, I always wanted to marry a musician, though. Uh, so my husbands are going to get me for that one. But it's very funny. Oh, no. Oh, always, no. I love that you said that. No, no, no. I was always very, but it's funny that I was always very into music, very creative. I always wanted to be in a creative industry. So that's, of course, why I went to FIT. I was in the Garmin Center for years. I went into mm-hmm. my own company. But I guess it, it's funny. If I could sing, I, if I had a great singing voice, I would absolutely be on stage. That that would be my dream come true. I wish I I mean my voice is like Myrna Rosenblatt. Let's say the truth, Cindy, and it really is. But if I could if I could sing, that would be my life goal. I, I mean I would be on the stage belting it out. I cut off my right arm. I don't even I would do anything to have a beautiful singing voice. I would, that would be my dream. Or or but I, I'm telling, I always want I I always said it was just you know that movie Almost Famous. Yeah, where Kate Hudson is like the groupie. I always felt like that was me. I was like a Band-Aid, like really cool, like marry a musician. It was just, you know, and then I could be the musician. It would have been great. Ah, look at that. Well, you know, you could take vocal lessons. You know, you could try to learn how to sing. (laughs) Try. You're only 50, not 70. What would your mother tell you to do? I bet Marge Senior would be like, oh, my God, if it's your dream, you have to go do it. Just throwing that out there. So let's see. Hungarian food. Marge is going to sing. We're getting a list ready for you. Um, because 
you know so much about fashion. I want to talk about this because I know that you're in Jersey, but you're close enough to New York City. So we talked about this on my show yesterday. Talk to me about fashion today and fashion 20 years ago because I'm not going to lie. Um, I think cheap is chic. I'm big on that. But I'm here to tell you some of the fashions. They kind of scare me in New York. Is it me? Uh, with, I think it's funny. I always mix vintage. I always wore vintage clothing. And I always have, I feel, a more, how can I say, eclectic style. I like to be mm-hmm. on trend, but I feel it's not always as important and as classic. I feel the way I mix it together is a little bit different. Everything that's happening isn't always for everybody. So fashion 20 years ago, let me think, when I first had my son, it was it was a little bit, though I look at my pictures 20 years ago, I didn't look amazing. My lips were shockingly red. I was thinner. I didn't love the clothing. I love Gucci, what's out now. It's a little crazy. It looks amazing. It's not affordable to everybody. It's not even total affordable to me, minus all the shoes. But I love that it has a, vin- a vintage vibe to it. And I, I'm crazy for that. So when I, when I talk about fashion, I think what really makes someone's style is mixing different things together. I could wear Zara mixed with something from Bergdorf mixed with something from Target. And I think it's about the way you put everything together. And I like people to look like an individual, not like they just walked out of some, one designer. And I, th- and right. I think that's what's I fun. And I, and I think, yeah, and I think also – What's nice is everybody can have a ton of money, and there should be more affordable luxury for people. Right. And I, I and agree I think with that's you there. I do, actually. In fact, somebody just said this to me recently. I was going to – well, I had my own film festival, so I said, you know, I created my own red carpet. So my thought was if you're going to create your own I red carpet, that. you can wear what you want. But here's what she said to me. I said, I want to get my tattoo, and she's like, no. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like – if you're going to do the red carpet, if you're going to get the tattoo, it's going to have to be off your shoulder instead of where you want it. And I'm like, what? And she's like, you can't really have a tattoo on your shoulder while you're on a red carpet because people will see it. Yes, and I thought to myself, are you kidding me? Seriously? So I can't get my tattoo yeah. apparently until I'm done with yes, my red carpet can. stuff. Yes, I'm like, you, whatever. You must. Yes, you can. I think that's what looks cool. It's the way you mix it. I have a tattoo on my wrist. I have one on the back of my neck. See? So when I wear my hair see? up, it's a nice surprise. And then I and then I have one on my foot up up my ankle, and I love it when I wear my like cool high heels and my dresses. Right. It looks amazing. See, I don't agree. Nobody would tell Margaret that. Nobody would say to her, "Don't wear that." See, but I meet, so they're like, what? "You can't do that," and I'm like, "Whatever, whatever." No, I beg to differ. People are giving me grief about. Some people give me grief about my pigtails. You can't wear that to a formal event. I'm like, uh, I have, and I've done it, and it's cool, and I, I don't care. That's exactly my point. That's what I said that. So that brings me to my other point, which is this. I, I have been, because I'm so blessed, and so many people listen to the show, and a couple people follow me, they watch what I wear. So the other day they were saying to me, they're like, how do you pick out all these dresses? I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you. I go to a vintage store, and then I go on the red carpet, and then they're like, oh, I love that dress. And I'm like, really? Because it was like $10. I probably shouldn't say that on, on air, but the reality is it's true, though, isn't it? I mean, you're a fashionista. Tell me, is it so awful to go cheap as chic? Because nowadays you can pull off a look that you wouldn't expect, right? Am I wrong here? I agree. No, I think you're a thousand percent right. I love that you go and buy vintage, and then and no one else is going to show up wearing it. It's very predictable. Right? To go into an expensive store. Anybody, if you have money, could go and do that. It takes real style and personality to be able to go into a vintage store, rock it out, and look amazing. And I think that's exactly. what's so spectacular. I love that you do that. 
same thing. Well, I'm, I'm exactly the same way. See, and I, I, and I think sometimes it happens. Look like everybody. Well, but the thing is this, you're, you're on television, so I think people have a persona which says, well, if you're on a television show and we watch you every week, they're expecting certain things. And, and I posted pictures of you the other day, and I said, look at all the various looks that Margaret has, because your look is, is distinct for you, meaning that you tailor yourself to tailor you, meaning you're doing you. You're not doing someone else. You're not trying to look like someone else. And it's not just the pigtails, I think. I think it's the various colors. This last week, she added on this lovely outfit. And one thing, when she was off doing the Siggy thing at the retreat, she looked completely different and casual. Then in another breath, she's got this, this oh, I, I want to say it was very light or very blue. It was a very blue. Do you remember what she wore this last week? It was like a blue dress. Yeah, and it and it was almost hippie like, if you will. And I just love the color. I was like, this is just Which such one, an awesome it, looking outfit. Yes, was it the blue and wait, was it the blue and white dress or was it the blue knit no. dress with like I had the fur? I, I think it was that because you're infamous for the furs, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But <laughs> it was just it was it was just so like you were 25 years old in art school. You know what I'm talking about? And it had all different <laughs> watercolor looking things on it, and that's what I loved about it. But most people are oh, going to not what, expect that they want. It was like it was a little caftani. I know which one. Yes. Yes. But they expect. I think a lot of us have been programmed to expect. Margaret, because she's on the Housewives, she has to wear like kind of what Melissa wears, you know what I mean, where it's really glitzy and there's a lot of glam to it, you know what I'm saying, where it's got to be really shiny or leather or, you know, the stuff we expect from the television, you know what I mean, TV has its own mantra, so it's like, oh, they have to look this way, act this way, talk this way, and that's why people like you so much, I'll tell you this right now, your fans and followers have said to me, we like her because we don't know what she's going to say. We don't know what she's going to wear. She doesn't seem to give a shit if she pisses off someone else, which most of us like because we're because I'm a creative. So I really, I mean, I want you to like me, but if you don't, I'm kind of over it because I'm too old to care now. That sort of thing. And so people like that. And the furs. So we have to talk about the fur because I wear a fur coat all the time and I get picked on. But Margaret sure. wears it and it's fashion. I want to know how to make it fashion because they pick on me all the time for my fur. And what it's fake, they, by the way, say? folks. Mine are fake. They laugh what, at me, I, and they're like, did no, you go get that fur to, coat from the latest all, XYZ Zoo? No. I, first of all, I, don't, I, I, I am a very big fur wearer, and I've always worn a lot of fur. I own a lot of vintage fur, so I, I say they're grandfathered in because they, those animals were dead already. I, I go mm-hmm. to a lot of estate sales. I'll buy, I mean, half my furs say Ruth or, or Rosie inside of them, the other people's names, when I have my name re-monogrammed in them. But I just happen to be a big fur wearer, um, faux fur, real fur, every kind of fur. I just happen to love it. It happens to be glamorous. It happens to be warm. Warm. You could, I swear, you could be wearing a sweatsuit underneath, and if you put on a fur, you look like a million bucks. And it's just, I've always done that. My mother grew up wearing fur. Uh, my husband teases me. I knew this, I knew a good fur since at the age of five. I mean, it pictures me when I'm a little girl, girl wearing fur. And, and I just, I just happen to love the way it looks. So if I get any backlash awesome. from it. I, I have to just, I have to own it. That's what I do. I, I happen to wear fur. I eat meat also. I'm not a vegan. I'm a newsflash. I love a good gotcha. filet mignon. <laughs> Listen to her. So, yeah, I had to ask those fashion questions. 
Well, and what's nice, too, is is that when you do things in fashion, like, for instance, you have your own collection, so you can kind of cater and create things along your own style and those that you think will fit the style of others, which I think is cool, because I know I couldn't do that myself. I ask people to dress me all the time because I sometimes look at me and I'm like, why the hell did I wear that? But I'm okay with that because other people like it, and I'm like, well, it works, so that's kind of cool. Now, I want to ask you a question that's specific because, of course, you mentioned sure. your husband. So let me tell you what yes. I like about your husband, and I'm going to tell you this right now. This doesn't happen, okay. folks, and the people, that listen, the people that listen to my show know that I interview people that are recognizable a lot. One of the things that we talk about is maintaining a healthy relationship with an unhealthy environment. That's not to say TV is unhealthy, but I, I've interviewed some people who have done TV, and it's the worst experience, and it changes things, and you're in the public eye a lot. It, when you become recognizable, sometimes it's hard to have a relationship. A lot of your fans, mm. and, and I, of course, being one of them, will tell you um, – you make an adorable couple because you're believable on screen. And I don't mean you're playing to a Thank camera. You. I mean you're playing to each other. No, and I believe I, that I to understand. be true. The fact that he rides a Harley, welcome at my house 24-7 because I ride as yes. well. So I have to ask, um, are you completely comfortable? Because the first time I saw you in a motorcycle, I thought, I wonder if she had to learn how to ride. Or did that come naturally to you? Were you a rider before you met him? No. As a little girl, my mother's boyfriend had a motorcycle. I used to go on the back. When my ex-husband would still think of riding a motorcycle. I love him, but okay. he's a chicken. And then he, my Joe, his motorcycle rider his whole life. He has four, four motorcycles. And the deal was, and I was always very into motorcycles. Plus, I said my next husband had to ride a motorcycle and have a tattoo. Of course, he had four motorcycles. He didn't have a tattoo. I was like, the first thing you're doing is running to get a tattoo. I mean, I had, I had my criteria cut out. So I love going on the back of the motorcycle. I'm great with it. I go all the time. I have a pink helmet. He made a little Marge friendly, which I think is so funny. We have my pink helmet. We, we go all the time. Even on New Year's Day when it's freezing, his tradition is we love to go out New Year's morning. I go in my pajamas and a fur coat, and, and we go out for a ride. I mean, if it's, if it's one degree out, we, he makes me go. That's just his New Year's tradition. And we go for like a few-mile ride around the neighborhood. So I'm totally into the motorcycle. There's something hot about a guy in a motorcycle. Well, and definitely, and I'm 100%. I'm 100% with you on that. Most of my friends, I have an entire radio show, actually, that's like a relative. And I was just going to ask that question, in fact, if he was a real rider or not. Because I know in society, we all say, oh, we love to ride a motorcycle. And then when it's like 30, they stop riding. And I'm like, no, I ride. I, I think it's been 35 when I've ridden. It's like the coldest. But, it, you know, oh, well, there's something so about the motorcycle lifestyle. It. It is. And, and is. your husband, when, so I have, <laughs> I have this person that I date, that I dated, broke up with, dated, I broke up with, who's just like your Joe, as a matter of fact. He has one tattoo, and I met him, and I said, you have to get another tattoo. He doesn't ride a motorcycle. I said, you have to get a Harley. I assume you ride a Harley. I was going to ask that because it looked yes, like a Harley, yes, but I wanted yes. to be sure. Okay. Yes, That's Harley. what I thought. Mm -hmm. So now I know that I work in a field that has me in entertainment a lot, and so my significant other has oftentimes been very uncomfortable. And he's like, you know, this doesn't work for me. I don't know what the big deal is. He's like, this is ridiculous. And he thinks that reality TV is like nonsense. And so he doesn't buy into a lot of that. Now, I'm curious about your husband because not only has he been brought into it, but he's on camera, obviously. I'm assuming he's active in this. How did he take to that? I mean, was he okay? Because he obviously is a whole different career than yours because he's a regular white-collar yes. worker. Or I was going to say he does construction, et cetera. So yeah, how does he handle all of that? Is he okay with that? He, he happens to love it. I, I, I crack up. I mean, I have his own little Instagram. I, it is funny. Ever, my, my son said that I have totally changed him. 
I think when he met me, he we were the opposites, and I never imagined his life would be this. But he's embracing it, and he's super, uh-huh. super supportive of me. And and he just goes with the flow. He's very easygoing. He finds it all entertaining and fun. Nothing stressful on him. He's hilarious. He thinks it's, he thinks it's great. What I love about Joe is that he finds me entertaining and funny still, so that's good. <laughs> And that's why we that's why we get along so well. He still sees my magic, sure. and when he doesn't, then I think there's going to be a problem. So he he finds the whole show extremely entertaining and great. And he gets along great with Joe Gorga. He gets along with the other people, so it's actually nice. He he can get along with anybody, so it's easy for him. Well, so the other question he, is one of, one of the people that watches the show actually asked me this, which is a good question, which is. He's obviously your husband day and night, whether you're on camera or not. So let's say, for instance, mm-hmm. you're filming something, and, and heaven forbid that you get into an argument with someone or someone is saying something derogatory about you. Does he take that in stride? Because obviously most people are watching this. Because I see some of these scenes, and I'm not going to lie to you. If this was my girlfriend in public, well, I would have slapped someone. But that's my real life. You know what I mean? Because what we're watching is this whole fight and acting. And let's say somebody is not nice to his wife, Margaret. How does he deal with that? I mean, I can, he kind of looks like he'd be I a person that would be a little upset with that. He could. Just he like. would get upset. If I think if a, if a man was very rude to me, he would definitely step in. I don't think he would let okay. any man would be rude to me. Uh, he's not going to get in the middle of girl drama. He would never do something like that. He, I'll, I'll, and he also thinks that I could defend myself. I'm, 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 right. I'm strong enough in my being that he sees that I could hold my own. He doesn't need to accost a woman that's not his thing to yell at another woman or do anything remotely like that. If if a man was saying something to me, that would be a whole different story. Then Joe would definitely not definitely say something. And I think that's where it it would draw the line. Yes. Oh, sure. Without a doubt. And before I forget to ask the obvious question, because um, I've been to New York a number of times, and I'm here to tell you, I'm just wondering if you have a recommendation, if this means I have to go to New Jersey to ride a motorcycle, because I've been in New York numerous times, and apparently no one rides a Harley in New York. Maybe I'm just imagining it, or do I just have to go to Staten Island, or do I have to come to Jersey? Because no one has a motorcycle there, apparently. I can't find anybody with a motorcycle. (laughs) I kid you not. ride it in New York City. We drive a lot mm-hmm. of times. We'll go to New York City and go for brunch and ride the motorcycle okay. in. So many lights, and it's. I think that's why it is. It's a pain. So people will drive it outside the city. Obviously, on Long Island and things like that, people will have motorcycles. But in New York City, it is a pain. They have oh, yeah. buzz and things like that. But yeah, you'll have to come to Jersey and ride with us, Cindy. So that'll be good. That would be awesome. Oh my God, my, be my husband would okay. love that. Yes. Now, I, ha- I have to ask the obvious show questions. Okay, first of all, let me just read off three of my favorite lines from Margaret this year because I could literally quote 17 from every episode because I pay attention. <laughs> because there's you. I won't lie to you. Out of, out of the show this year, um, you know, I've always liked Teresa. I've always liked um, – I, I watched when there was the other housewives. So I've met some of the other ones from some of the other episodes. I don't know if you've ever met, like, uh, Rosie. I met Rosie. I met Kathy Wakili before. Um, I, I knew some of the other girls, et cetera. I, I think they're awesome. You know what I mean? And so now you have a new crowd here, obviously. So I'm kind of getting used to some of them. I mean, I won't lie. If I had to go out with all of you, I'd be drinking heavily. It's a, it's a, it's a tough crowd, Margaret. I mean, you guys are tough. I mean, it's tough girls, right? It Dolores scares it me a lot. Yeah, Dolores, Dolores is a little scary. So she could be super sweet and she could be totally gangster, depending on what mood she's right. in. I agree. And she that scares scary. me. It does. 
it, it can yeah. be scary, you know, and I've heard some good things. Like Dolores did a film with a friend of mine, which I didn't know. When I went to New York, I found out she had been in there, and I'm like, oh, I'm doing one of the jur-. So I'm like, okay, so that made me feel good. She's done that before. And I know that Danielle, actually, um, Danny Provenzano was on the show. I just met him last trip. And so I'm like, okay, so now maybe it's not so scary. But, okay, so out of all the lines I've picked, these three, I'm just fucking obnoxious. I can't help it. I love that line. Number two, I thought I could – I thought I could mooch a meal. Here's Margaret watching out the door. Here, I thought I could mooch a meal, and that's not going to happen. I thought that you got my lunch. Yes, I really, I really thought I could mooch a meal. Who wants to leave a dinner before the dinner's served? I was freaking starving. It's ridiculous. <laughs> which is so cute. And, of course, I, I heard you say at one time, big lashes lead to a big life, which I thought was so awesome because I have no lashes, and I don't do my makeup half the time, but I'm like, awesome. But, Cindy, lash extensions uh, have changed my life. I'm oh, my God. You, it takes really? me forever to get ready. Yes, you wake up in the morning looking glamorous. Every morning I wake up to my husband, I'm like, are my lashes okay? That's like, I'm like obsessed with them. That I could stick to. I can't stick to an exercise routine. I can't be on time for anything. I'm a time optimist. My lashes, I'm so devoted to. Oh, my God. They changed my life. Even my my husband has said it. So I have to tell you that two, two things have resonated in my head since I watched the show. And then I asked other fans, I was like, okay, so should I ask her about this? Well, of course, you know, I have to ask about your vagina because you threw it out there on the show, the whole marinating for 20 minutes thing. So everybody's like, what does she mean marinating? And I'm like, well, let's think about that a minute. I could probably figure it out. (laughs) But I'm like, since she's on the show and some of us have a vagina, well, yeah, we should probably ask the obvious, which was, oh, my God, you totally were sitting at a table of women and you're like, oh, you have to try this. And I just, I cracked up at home. I was like, is she really talking about this? And then I'm like, is she making this up or does she really do this? So I, I no, I really do. I was told I have to ask that. So you really do marinate for twenty yeah. minutes. Well, well, you do foreplay. You know, you marinate, or sometimes I'll wait if I right. know Joe's coming home. We're gonna have sex. I'll marinate by myself. Foreplay. It's yes, it's a spray, and we're gonna be coming out with our own pot push because the, really? the brand I was using, yeah, the brand I was using could only get in states where um, marijuana is legal because it has. By the way, because I'm not a pot smoker at all, I. THC, okay. what is it? TC, what is that? THC, TC, I don't T- even know what it is. THC, yeah. It's the THC that's in it. They can't even say it correctly. And that's what's that's in okay. the um, spray. So we have to come out with a formulation of something that you can spray and that could be readily available to everybody. Because, and so we're working uh, on that because I, I mean, I have to bring it home. I have to do this. I have to get someone who's going to Colorado to bring it home to me. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, of course, when sure. Joe and I are getting low on it, we have to find someone who's going to a state that's where it's legal, and we're spraying it, we're, we're hoarding it. It's the funniest thing. But, yes, and other people I've turned on to it swear by it also. Oh, my God. Listen to this. So, uh, so I, I ladies, agree. when I'm she does you. it, there you go. Get it out of her collection. When she decides she's going to make the product, yes. that's going to be Pop one thing. Uh, it's going to be called Pop Pucks. But I'm telling you, you really you marinate for a little bit. I, I don't know what it does. It's just it intensifies the orgasm. Oh, my God, that's too funny. And the other thing that we've noticed, I've noticed this about you, and I don't know if you notice this because you're on camera so often so you don't pay attention to this. You talk a lot about wanting to eat, but ask me how many times I've physically seen you eat on camera. It's very few. If you go back and watch yourself, I wanted to ask you about this. I'm like, I wonder if you notice, maybe it's just a matter of when they're filming you. You talk a lot about loving food so much, and I bet you make the greatest meals at home, but I'm thinking she probably starves when she films because she's not eating ever. You know that? Yeah, by the way, I, I practically do strawberry film because I'm talking and I'm interrupting and I can't wait to scarf down the food. I'm one of the girls that want to eat on camera and they're constantly like, 
I don't want to ugly eat. I don't want to ugly eat. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm starving. Hand me that over. You know, other girls drink. I don't drink. So I'm about the food. I'm like, right. give me a meal. I got to eat. I got to eat. You did see I ate in that diner scene with Biggie. I was like, I'll have the uh, avocado, cheese, and bacon omelet. I didn't even care. I was like, I need. I have to eat right now. Some of the oh, other girls will take I their food it. home. I try and scarf it when no one's looking or whatever. I don't even care if they're looking. I mean, real women eat. It's a reality freaking do. show. Absolutely. People eat. Exactly. Well, of course they do. And they have sex and they do these other things, obviously. And by the way, folks, obviously we, we know you have signature pigtails. And in fact, you have said this, this talking about the whole power being in the pigtails. And I laugh because I say to myself, you know, what's nice is that's a signature brand that you have. Obviously people recognize Margaret because of her pigtails, but what I find interesting, and I want you to tell your listening audience, because a lot of us are females that listen in, especially today. You've done a number of different hairstyles, and and folks, just so you know this, I'm not monitoring her because I'm a stalker. I'm a journalist, and we <laughs> oftentimes do things on the camera. I'm telling you right now, ask yourself how many journalists pay attention to certain details that the average viewer doesn't. It's because we're trained to look for things that other people aren't. And I've watched you in different looks, and you do have these amazing hairstyles, and it's not just pigtails. Like the other night you had it off. Do you have someone that does the hair and makeup all the time, or are those just your natural creations? Because somebody asked me that, too. No, it's – I wish someone did my hair and makeup every day. I have two amazing people who do it a lot, which is Julius Michael, who does my hair for the show, and and Priscilla does my makeup. So on the days you see me in my interview scenes, I'm blessed that they do it. But other days – Okay which is just regular days when I'm running the streets, I do it myself. So when you see me with that bun and that poof on the top of my head, I did it myself. And when you, I do a lot of my makeup, a lot of days myself, but Priscilla and Julie do my hair. And you do my hair other times also, but a lot of times I do it myself. I have weaves in my house. I mean, my husband gets scared when he goes into my area that I get dressed. I have heads with wigs on them. But I don't want to get permanent extensions. That's the whole thing. I like to change my book constantly. Gotcha. I do wear pigtails a lot, but other days I, I like to do different hairstyles. I'm always in costume. I think people are, are finally catching on to that. I like to change up my book depending what I'm doing on the day. Gotcha. So I'm always putting up different hair, but I'm pretty good with my hair. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Definitely. And and one thing that I noticed and that we've talked about before on the show is it's very empowering to other women. You're a very positive role model from the standpoint of not only have you created your own business, but you've been able to manage having a home business, meaning that you've got your family and then you've got your business and it's within your home and you're succeeding. So to your listening audience, again, a lot of them are females, talk a bit about how you know, because our look to your life is, oh, my God, that's got to be so cool. She's got this great home office, et cetera. But if somebody's listening in today and they're thinking, you know what, I want to kind of pattern what she does. Talk a bit about, you know, maybe how glamorous it is or how non-glamorous it is, because it's hard to be disciplined at home when you're home all the time, right? I know. Oh, there's nothing There's nothing glamorous. There's nothing glamorous. But the redeeming thing is I have an amazing team that has worked for me for uh, about 12 years already. So they come in. I, I, I guarantee you if they didn't come into work every morning by 9 o'clock to get me to get me up and going, I wouldn't be as disciplined. If the girls work in my house, we have an amazing synergy. We're very creative. And, of course, I come down to work in my pajamas. I'm not looking so fabulous till about 1 in the afternoon every day. I'm in my PJs. <laughs> I come downstairs. We have closer together. We brainstorm. But the truth is having an office in your home, you really never leave work. That's the only thing. Right. But it also helps right. because it makes it easier because I travel a lot. And that's 
also why I believe we're so successful. All my companies that I work with and all my products all have showrooms in New York City. We do have showrooms in New York City, but there's no point in working out of there. I don't need to schlep into the city every day. We're creative. We need to be designing, working on computers, taking phone calls. And then when we need to do meetings, we run into the city. So it is is great to work from home, but you have to be – I'm lucky that I have a staff that keeps me disciplined. You know, it's easily oh, to get distracted. You realize that's in it. It's easy to get distracted. Oh, yeah. But I've been, I've oh, been very yeah. blessed to do this. Definitely. And then, again, I know the kids are all away. So it's just chilling mm-hmm. myself at home. And, and it makes it easier. And he actually rents his office out of the house, too. So it's funny how it's Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, is the house done? Because now that we're watching filming, no. I wasn't quite clear. Is it done? I started filming literally two weeks after we moved into the house. Okay. No, it is still not done because it's not even a, we're not even in the house a year yet. I mean, we, we oh, filmed God. in the spring into the beginning of the summer. So we, the show came on pretty quickly after we got done filming. No, it's it's not right. done yet. This house is in a, a real undertaking. Um, it's it's definitely in the works and everything else, but it's it's a very, very big project. You guys didn't even get to see everything. If you go on bravotv.com, you could see my closet tour, which is basically in my bedroom because I don't have a closet. I have racks of clothes all over my bedroom. So oh it's, my it's definitely a big undertaking, but hopefully it's moving along. I bet. Oh, definitely. Okay. Yes. Now I we mean, want to talk about – Joe, you know, he's a control freak. Oh, of course. It, well, Margaret's not a control freak, is she? <laughs> I'm just she asking. a control freak a little bit. A little <laughs> bit of a control freak. But I don't think I'm so bad. No. No, you're not. Actually, you're not. You're quite generous, I think, when it comes to certain things. So I would say, but, you know, I imagine your husband's very good at what he does, and I imagine the house will look lovely when it's finished. But I was just curious yes, about that. Yes, when it's um, finished. Yeah, but it's, uh, we're, taking it, we're taking it a little a little too slow for my taking. I'm liking, but it is what it is. <laughs> there you go. That's right. 1999 <laughs> is the start of the Macbeth collection. Now, I, I did some extensive time looking at the Macbeth collection, and those of you that don't know, this is, of course, the line that's by Margaret Josephs herself, and I looked at all of them, and the first thing I noticed was, I can't wear any of these clothes because your models are so tiny, it makes me want to puke. I was on a scale this morning, and it's not pretty, Margaret. <laughs> and I don't think I can fit in these clothes that they're running around in the little kitty tunic, and I'm thinking, I can't wear that. I'm too fat. You absolutely can. No, absolutely not, because obviously, you see, I'm not this skinny girl. I'm all boobs and butt, and it's just models, you know the way they are. They all they come to you uh-huh. skinny. I mean, these are younger girls. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. And I, on my new website that's going up, You'll see I'm in a lot of my pictures, like carrying our luggage and doing this and everything else. Right. But model, no, everybody fits into our clothes. We, it wasn't cut so small. It wasn't cut so small. But I got it's, you. it's so funny. I got you. And I wore some of it when I was in Boca. And Dolores was wearing one of our dresses while we were in Boca. Right. And you don't just have dresses. She has got bags as well because I've seen the bags. I've seen little sweatshirts, little tank tops. She's got jumpers. She's got rompers. I'm like, oh, my God, you could literally be dressed by Margaret Joseph this morning, noon, and night. So this is a real question. Yes, we have a ton of stuff. Well, right. And and what I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself is because there's so much, and I'm not in the fashion industry, but I can only ascertain there's not only a bunch of competition out there but there is also just a a cluster of minds all trying to be more and more creative all the time so how do you keep things innovative and interesting in your line versus someone else's 
Um, I always stick to my aesthetic, which is always a touch of, I always say it's clothes you want to make memories in. We're all about color, fun, but we like to stay on trend. So of course, we always look at European, always what's going on in the market, and we always add an update or whatever it is, but it's really my aesthetic. I always like to say I like to make clothes that you make memories in, um, have a fun and whimsicality, everything that we do is nothing is serious. We don't make any, any serious clothing is not about us. And any of our products aren't serious. It's all about having a good time. Everything makes a statement, something's in color. So that's kind of how we always stay different. We always try and look like us. So it's just fun. I really design the way I like and the way I live. Everything reminds me of vacation or something like that. So that's the aesthetic I try and stick to. I, I did notice something that was missing out of your collection. So before I ask this question, the Macbeth collection itself, the name, where did that drive from? That's an interesting name, Macbeth. I, you know, the way I started it, this is so funny. I did not start in apparel. And though I have numerous, numerous products, I started with um, home accessories, and it was decoupage. And decoupage was uh, originated in England, and this is very funny. And I started with my girlfriend, Beth. And it was Margaret and Beth, and then Beth went by the wayside, so it was Macbeth. And then the company really blew up. I started this company, Cindy, in 1999. Right. And we designed our own prints and patterns. And I've been in business a very long time. And I, it was always a, a preppy bohemian aesthetic. I was always into monogramming. I think I, I'm an old soul. I always have some kind of, like, vintage um, formality. I, I always say I'm a very traditional girl in an offbeat way. If that uh, makes sense. I like that. It does. It makes perfect mm-hmm. sense, as a matter of fact. So the one thing that I noticed that you were missing, because one of the another similarity no. that I have to my guest today is one of our idols is the same person. I'm, I'm a big Marilyn fan. In fact, my house is covered in Marilyn. Monroe, and I did a tribute show, a two-hour tribute show to Marilyn. And so um, in my next film, there will be Marilyn-type uh, material. But I was looking at your clothing, and I thought to myself, you love Marilyn. And I thought... Would Marilyn wear any of this? I'm thinking to myself, I'm really shocked she hasn't no. found a Marilyn-ish. Do you know what I mean? Like we, like creating something that Marilyn would have worn, have you know? Do, uh, we have to do an evening line. This was the um, clothing line that we did, how could I explain this, was very summer-oriented, and it was very Palm Beachy, and it was more travel and vacations, vacation line. We will definitely be coming out within the next few months. Because you're right. We need something sexy, vintage, right. something you could go out right. in at night. You're absolutely right. You know, you, you're you totally bet. right. This was more of my – Thank you. It was very Palm Beachy, very destination, very pack and go. And that's what we were really about, T- traveling, making memories, just fun little pieces that you could throw and throw on and go. And that was my, fir- my first few collections. But now we'll be going into full-time day wear, evening wear and really expanding the line. Nice. Okay, good. So the best is yet to come. That's nice. Because I thought, and I thought, you know what, when somebody has that much of an influence on you, you do something relative to them. And I and I have Marilyn with me all over the place. And a psychic told me that she talked to me once. So I thought, well, that's really cool. So it's my job to tell you that Marilyn Monroe would want something in your clothing line, just so you know. So I'm throwing that out there. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I always say You're like, quite I, welcome. I, I appreciate it. Well, and I have to ask you, you didn't go with Marilyn this year. I see that. It looks like you were downing Dolly Parton for Halloween this year, which I thought was yes, really Dolly cool. Yes, Dolly Parton. I, myself, where did that come from? I didn't know you were well, a fan, or like, were you just thinking I got the boobs? 
and the hair. No, I, I was thinking A, I have the boobs, and B, I am a fan of Dolly Parton. I love Dolly. Ah, I love anybody who awesome. Dolly's amazing. She doesn't take herself too seriously. She's a blonde icon. So I love when she says right. she's not really naturally blonde. And I thought that would just be perfect. And then I made Joe Kenny Rogers. So his hair's so freaking dark, I couldn't get it white enough with any kind of spray I was putting in it. And and he's no spring chicken, but he does not have a lot of gray hair, so it's so hard to white out his hair. But I thought it was just you like bet. a perfect idea. I, you know, we were all doing couple things at, at Melissa Gorgas' right. party, and I thought that was like a fun thing to do. Because I couldn't really make us Marilyn and Joe DiMaggio or Marilyn and right. JFK. I, Joe has all that facial hair, and I was not going to let him shave it. I love a man in a beard. So. Of course. That goes without saying, certainly. Um, yes. Now, to those of you that don't know as much about Margaret as I do, just so you know, 2007, she was named the Country Living Entrepreneur of the Year. She's been featured not only all over television, but in a variety, U.S., or in us, I should say, people, as well as Huffington Post, some of the places I have yet to go, so now I'm majorly jealous. And very recently, she was sitting next to one of the scariest guys on television. You got to meet Cheyenne Jackson, so I have to ask you, he was just on American Horror Story again this year, so... Did you watch? Are you a fan? Because that show freaks me out big time. Yeah, I am going to watch it more now that that I'm friendlier with Cheyenne. I've watched some of it. I watched a little bit with Lady Gaga on it. I get, I'm a chicken. Right. I don't like anything scary. I can easily get a nightmare. But I love Cheyenne Jackson, besides the fact she's so gorgeous. He has twins. Right. He's like just <gasps> the most amazing, handsome, all-around guy. He's so cute. Oh. And we also have oh, a mutual God, yeah. friend. We, and we and I realized he got married to his his husband on my girlfriend's property. So he's oh my family God. friends with another good friend of mine. Yeah, so it was we were connected cool. in so many ways. It was yeah, it was super exciting. Well, I got now. Really of course, we have to we have to ask the girl that sits on television every week now. Uh, so if we were walking around and let's say we came over to Margaret's house tonight, and granted, of course, the house isn't done. But let's say we're just hanging out, and you said, "Let's put on a movie, let's watch TV." So what does Margaret like to do when she's not on the clock? Which I imagine is five minutes a day. So for that five I, minutes, what what does Margaret like to do as a person, just regular Mar- average girl? Right. Okay. So I don't have a lot of downtime, but I'll tell you what I like to do. If you were to come over, I'd like you to cuddle up in the bed with me, have a cup of coffee. I'm going to make you watch TV. I'm going to make you – no, I'm serious because I never get time to just chill. I'd make you watch TV with me. We'd have to catch up on RuPaul's Drag Race because I am obsessed oh my with God, it. Yeah. Yes. I'd lo- live for RuPaul's Drag Race. So we'd have to watch something like that. Or I'd have to catch up on This Is Us because I have not caught up on that. So we'd have to binge watch something. Or we'd have to like, okay. go see a psychic. Or we'd have to go Ooh, yes. just or or go take a walk, and, and we'd have to do that. Actually, today is RuPaul's birthday, so I have to wish him happy birthday. I mean, I'm obsessed. Oh, nice. Anybody, like, when when guys in drag look better than women, I'm just so obsessed with it my whole life. I just I just love it. And so that's oh, my God. I, I have to, to introduce you to someone. The, the guy that just won my Best Actor Award at my film festival is a sexy bitch. In fact, he looks better in drag than I do as a woman. I mean, and I kid you not. Cole Beck is, mean, is just a sexy bitch. Um, a lot of my I guy friends that. are better in drag. Huge. I mean, I, I, just, I like I their boots I just and other things. Yeah. Yeah, and their asses so, are probably smaller than ours. Unacceptable. I don't know right. how it happens. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's not so fair. that means that it's you wouldn't. So. So then the alternate would be, so if you come to the radio show host slash journalist house, I would yes, dress you up, make you go out. We would go and do, well, 
I drink wine. So I know that you don't drink because you're a migraine sufferer, so therefore I would get you some lovely – we'd take you to the Fountain Bar, which is a tiki bar, but they have really cool non-alcoholic drinks. So you could look like you're really cool wearing a, drinking this really cool super drink. And then I would take you over next door on the east side. They have this lovely downtown bar where they do karaoke, and then I would make you sing out in public. And then I would make you sit and watch your program for a little while because I bet you don't – do you watch yourself? I I I do watch myself because I have I blog about it and I do my live oh, right, episodes and I do my live tweeting right. so I can engage with engage with my fans and some haters so it's perfect. Oh my God, listen to you for some haters, just so funny. No, but I I would I, I typically tend to I've been known to dance in fountains. Um, I go out for real chilly a lot. I go out and uh, I tell you, I like to dance a lot and I like to go to gay bars a lot. Like we have a lot of great gay bars downtown. Perfect. So I do the gay bar thing. I also watch, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen, well, besides American Horror Story, I'm a huge, well, I watch Real Estate Wars now. That's one of your shows on Bravo. I don't know if you've watched them or not. I've become friends with a, with someone on yes. the show. That's a great show, by the way. I think it's it's good My, reality it's TV and I'm joking. learning about real estate. It, it's good and they're good. the men are good looking and the women are beautiful. And I love is the property. Jojo? And is, I, is, is Jojo on it? Jojo. Jojo Romeo Jojo. and um, yeah, Alyssa Jojo and Romeo. Spiro and John McMonagle. And, and it's just funny to watch it because it's, they're, they're just fun people. So I'm like, I love watching that show. And my kids make me watch Once Upon a Time because they're boys. And so they like that fairy tale Once Upon a Time. And I watch Nashville. I mean, but I watch every single oh, Hallmark now. I, I know. Nashville's now on a different network. I have to catch I up. I know. It's CMT. Yes. I, yes. I was so mad I when ABC took it off. But I was like, yeah. Me but too. I don't like to watch TV anymore because it's all homework for me now. Because now I interview everybody. So it's like now when you interview people from television, you're kind of like, well, now I'm working tonight. So when I watch The Real Housewives, it's work now. Because now it's like now I have to be paying attention to things other people don't watch. And so it's kind of like, yeah. So, but, you know. And then I would drag you out to um, a New York City premiere. Well, if I was in New York, I would take you to a premiere. Do you ever get to the film premieres? Those are fun. Like the red carpet premieres. I do. I do get the film premieres. Fun. I do get fun, to film premieres. I'm very lucky that way. I have an amazing it publicist, is. and he gets me to go to amazing film premieres, and it was That's great. Fun. We went to Battle. It was. Yeah, we went to go to Battle of the Sexes, which was fabulous. So, and then we, he just went to one the other night. I couldn't go because I didn't feel well, and it's going to drive me crazy. It's the new Francis McDormand one. I can't think of the name of it. <gasps> oh, but, I know what you're I, talking uh, about. But, did you go to? Did you attend Tribeca? Oh, three billboards, three billboards. That's what it was. Uh, th- that movie, oh, okay. three billboards. Um, I was supposed to attend that, but I was a little under the weather. Tonight, I'm going to the Downton Abbey. Um, oh, nice. Event. That's just opening, nice. so I get to do the red carpet that tonight with my mother and Lexi. You've seen her on the oh, show with me, Lexi, nice. who works for me. So the oh, three, yeah, yeah, the three girls yeah. Yeah, yeah so you need we're to see that, that bombshell tonight. movie. If if you didn't get to Tribeca, they had this premiere of the. It's a movie called. It reminded me of you actually. It, it's Bombshell. It's a story of Hetty or Hedda. Um, it, it debuted Hedy at Tribeca and it did well. Yeah, and it and it's a beautiful oh. show or a beautiful film. They tell me I have to go to L.A. to see oh. it, but I'm excited because it's 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 a definite thing that you would like. It's a Margaret Joseph thing. She would love this. Oh, Vintage good. clothing, old so back time, all that stuff. Of course. I, so. I Important questions to ask you before I forget, doing my journalistic duty, because we're just talking on and on like we're sitting here like girlfriends, and I am supposed to do my job. Know, Although that's like a sign that. of a good I interview. It, it is. We're going to hang out. One of the good, good things go about 
you being on television is oftentimes when you establish a good fan base, they like some of the extra things you do. So I noticed you're very active on social media. In addition to which, are you still doing the Instagram live sessions? Because I know you used to be doing those. So so that's yes, interactive yes. with the crowd. Do you still to, do that? I Yes, I'm going, and I'll be doing more Instagram lives. Yes, I'd love to do Instagram lives. When people talk to me, it is the cutest thing in America. I just love it. I can't believe anybody's tuning in to see what the Marge is doing. It's so adorable. I mean, I do it even, like, without my makeup on. My girls are like, do an Instagram live. I'm like, I look like crap right now. But people don't care, and they're so sweet, and I love to do the Instagram lives. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. Now, um, it is. It's relative really nice. to well, and one of the other things I wanted to mention is because your your Macbeth collection is out there, and one of the signature things that I thought that you might embark on, and again, this is just me reading into things, is because you have a signature look, I wonder if you would be interested in ever doing something relative to hair, meaning like opening up your own shop where you do hair in one area so you could look like Marge and then you could dress like Marge and, you know, having some of your <laughs> products of the evening night. Like you could literally be Marge from top, bottom to sideways in an entire shop if you thought but, about it. See how I think yeah, about these things? Could, this is this is the author. I love it. Thank like, you. I love it. How cool. I would I would definitely you know, but I I know I think I would do I love that I'm a full lifestyle brand like we just signed a pajama right. license which I think is going to go up because Marge stays in her pajamas every day until one o'clock which you just heard you know until she could get her um, ass into the shower but um, as for the hair thing I do think you know we could have little blonde pigtail extensions or or like um, right. put a bun on top of your head that's braided Marge's poof and all these different things definitely hair pieces. As far as going into the retail game, I don't want to do that just because it's such oh. work dealing with the general public. I like selling wholesale. I only sell wholesale and, and deal with retailers. I would love to do a, I would love to do a QVC or an HSN. I think that would be amazing for me because then I could talk to my right. customers right on the phone. I could then sell the product myself. I think that would be an amazing adventure for me, which I'm definitely looking into. Then, okay. then you could be gotcha. full Marge, and I could sell it myself. So I think that That's would so be cool. fun. Which, yeah, I think that would be great. I'm obviously going to do some little fur pieces and definitely get into jewelry. I don't know if you notice any of my jewelry on the show, but I wear a lot of statement piece jewelry that I, normal oh, people yeah. wouldn't wear. But, but the people who are kooky like the Marge would, so I think that will be good. Oh, my gosh. So I have to ask you, are you um, – is the TV Marge about as close as you're going to get to the real Marge or, or is it a bit sensationalized? Cause sometimes I look at that and I'm like, did she no. really just do that? <laughs> no, it's not sensationalized. Uh, uh, okay. Spoiler alert. That's the real Marge. I think the wow. real, even the real Marge in real life might even be a little more over the top than that. I'm, I might even tame it. So I don't shock anybody. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes. That is so funny. I call myself TMI Marge for a reason. There's a reason my children are not on TV and don't want anything to do oh with my it. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is too fun. Well, um, yeah. the show questions. Obviously, the three things that people are most curious about relative to the show is this, which is, first of all, um, one of the – was it Melissa or, or Siggy early on was talking about the fact that, oh, we'll just tell them that we're from New Jersey and that'll explain a lot. In some regards, uh, if you've ever been folks to New Jersey or New York, and I've been to both, it can be a tough crowd sometimes. I mean, in the beginning, it was hard for me. No one would look at me, and I thought, I'm a terrible person. They all hate me, and then I got to understand it's just New York, you know, and, and it takes time. As we mentioned, it's a tough crowd. So a lot of people were wondering 
is it intimidating in the beginning when you first start and have you kind of just found your way with everybody and, and you all have a nice, good, real friendship now? Or is it just going to be difficult for you to have relationships with some of the girls based on what we're watching? I think right from the beginning, I feel like it was very easy and organic for me to fit in with the girls. I think we're all strong personalities. I didn't feel intimidated mm-hmm. as much as just like, I'm used to working with women and being with women. So I, I'm a girl's girl for sure. I'm a girl's girl. And I, and I love right. being with them. Do I think I'm going to get along with everybody? Um, you could see what's going on and it's pretty genuine. And I think, I hope Siggy could one day um, move, <laughs> move forward, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I can get over things very, very quickly. So I, I think uh, many of us get along and some of us will never get along. That's the truth. Got it. I got it. Second is, of all, we obviously have to ask the obvious. <laughs> if you watch the show, or even if you don't watch the show, you know that, well, Margaret and this particular cast may have been having some trouble throughout the course of time. And, and, and I, as the host, will just tell you all that are listening <laughs> in before I ask her the obvious question. The first time I watched Teresa throwing the cake or, or however it was, I can't even remember anymore if it was Melissa throwing the cake at Teresa or vice versa. Here's the bottom line. If somebody threw cake at me, I'd probably yes. take alcohol and throw it back at them, and then I would laugh, and this would be a huge deal. I'm not going to lie to you. After about two weeks of this, I was ready to strangle that woman because I'm thinking, are you kidding me? We have world poverty and war and an ass that's exactly. running the country, and you're complaining about a damn cake. And I don't mean to minimize, and I don't know this woman, and I'm sure she's you're probably right. lovely. So a lot of what we're asking in our own minds is, is this, you know, I want to believe that Siggy's a normal woman. She looks great at what she does. When I see her doing that empowerment stuff and the the things she planned last week, I thought, that's great. That's refreshing. She's a very empowering woman who wants to help other women. That's admirable. But she's crying about a cake for a month, and I'm thinking I can't get beyond this. So obviously we want to ask, um, (laughs) how are things with Siggy these days? Well, not good, and I call it hashtag first world problems. Anybody who can obsess over a cake obviously doesn't really have anything that important or or her priorities are not in the best area. Um, Things are strained, unfortunately. We did just go on a retreat together, as you just saw in this last episode, but she did publicly shame me on that retreat, if you notice, like in front of her crowd. And I think... I think she's a good person. I think she has, but I, something, I don't know if the pellets aren't working. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but I think we have very different views on life and I move over, over things very quickly and I'm not going to cry about a cake and I'm not going to sweat the small stuff. And I, I, it's hard for me to relate to someone who does. I'm going to, I'm going to try and be diplomatic. Sure. Oh, of course. I understand that. Yeah. Now, if I were to ask you uh, if there's something about Margaret that we wouldn't see on television or we wouldn't know or that might surprise us about you, what might it be? Hmm. What would you not see? I feel like you've seen really so much of my I, I have life seen a TV lot about you. Really, I guess let me rephrase the question, like which not, would be. I feel, yes, I'm trying to think what would surprise you about me. Yeah, like something um, your audience wanna... would be like, oh, my God, Margaret would never do this. Like, she's a closet nerd or, like, you're a sci-fi geek or, like, do you know what I mean? Like, something that would be totally not Margaret Joseph. And we'd be like, really? And you're like, yes, that's true. You get me? Like, nobody would know that I yeah. read a thesaurus. Well, they might because I'm a writer, but the reality is I really do read a thesaurus and I'm a geek. But it helps me yes. be a good writer. Okay, but I'll tell you, you may not I'll know that. You what it is. 
yeah, my ovens, well, you saw that my ovens don't work, and everybody right. says I don't cook, but I happen to be an excellent yeah. cook. Really? I, and people would honest? think, yes, people would, yes, honest to truth. You can ask anybody who's been here. I Not only do I throw amazing parties, if I had, like, three things in the cabinet, I can make it taste great. You can ask any of my family members. You can ask anybody who knows me. I happen to be a great cook. The reason our ovens didn't work is because Super Joe would be putting in a new kitchen, but we had just moved in, and I never cooked in those ovens. I did heat French fries, like you said, and that was it. But the other spoiler alert is my ovens still don't work. Because we have not cooked <gasps> in the house because we go out every oh. night. Only my stones work. So oh, my God. How are you living without an oven? Uh very easily. I don't know how I've done it. I managed to go out for every freaking meal. It's it's actually kind of funny. I said to him, we're catering Thanksgiving. And I said to him, Joe, the ovens still do not work. Because we haven't put a new kitchen in yet. It's a whole story. You didn't really see the whole kitchen. Oh, really? The chimney has to come out. It's a whole thing. And it's we're doing the house in phases. And the funny part is, I oh. said to him, I said, Joe, the ovens still don't work. And we're having Thanksgiving here. And we need one oven oh, to at God. least work. And he said to me, Marge, it's only three months. I said, Joe, it's like seven months. I said, and we have not. He's like, holy shit. And I said, exactly. And we were going to hold out for the new kitchen, but he might have to fix the ovens just to get me through Thanksgiving till we rip out the kitchen. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. And then Christmas is coming. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I know. And normally, every Christmas, I don't think it's going to be this Christmas, but every Christmas, I have 100 to 150 people in my house. Every Christmas. Day. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A huge, Are you huge joking? Event. No. Every, and it's funny because I'm not Jewish, but it's like I'm Jewish because I, my son, I, I was married to someone Jewish. And so all my friends are, are Jewish and they have nowhere to go on right. Christmas. And we're, and Joe and right. I aren't Jewish, so I have a tremendous Christmas party. So it's us and 150 of our closest Jewish friends, which is amazing and fun. And they love to come <laughs> here and they look forward to the party every year and they can't wait or they're stuck eating Chinese food. So they, they, they're like, Marge, what are we doing? And, and, you know, we're in this house with, oh, my God, it's crazy. They were devastated when I moved out of my other house to this house because my other house is totally done and entertainment ready at any second. We're big party oh throwers. We like to throw a lot of parties. Oh, my God, that's too yes, funny. So I can't, and here I thought yes, I entertained so many people here. Oh, my God, that's crazy. Holy man. I know. Wow. I know. It's fun. Now I don't feel so bad after all, as a matter of fact. Okay, so the obvious question here is, now if, if all these people are listening and they get all excited and they're like, I want to meet Margaret Josephs, is she attainable? Meaning that if people are wandering around and they want to see you, they want to come to an event, they want to go to your store, et cetera, what chance do they have to be able to come and shake your hand and say, we love Marge and we want to be just like her? Very, 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 very attainable. I'm the most approachable, very attainable person in the world <laughs> I am very oh my god really me, I go to events yes yes I mean you can oh find me if they yes anyway you want to invite me over for a, a party uh, uh just feed me tell me I look cute <laughs> uh, get, flatter, flattery gets people everywhere with the marge I'm not gonna kid you oh my god long way with me Yes, it's that funny. is so you know, cute. Very, very attainable. Very attainable. That, I mean, I want to so help cute. everybody. I I love to show up everywhere. I'm just, 
I'm a fun girl. That's basically it. A fun, regular girl. I absolutely love that. That's so cool, actually. And it's too bad that you're not in Wisconsin because I have half the time I'm here in Wisconsin because I'm in Wisconsin oh. now. And I go, to New- I go to New York for work. So when I'm in New York, I'm in Brooklyn. And one of the things you might want to come to is I do, um, I do these monthly parties where we show Marilyn Monroe movies. We have wine and good food, and we watch a oh, Marilyn movie every month. Well, you have to invite me. Well, I'd have to be in Brooklyn unless you're going to come to Wisconsin. It's like a thousand miles away, my dear. Right now I'm in Wisconsin and I'm grounded in Wisconsin. I'm like feeling like I'm being, the doctor has officially grounded me for a little while. I'm not happy about it. I'm sorry. We're going to have to talk about that. I hope you're okay. But I live in, I live on the river. Actually, I live in a community called Glendale. So there's Milwaukee's a big city in Wisconsin. And then, so I live right on the river. So I have a football field in the front yard and there's a river in the backyard. So it's very different than New York living. I go to New York because I'm tired of living here. Meaning I've been living here my whole life. I'm a Midwestern girl. And when you get into entertainment, I'm sure you know this. I need to be in LA. They ask me to come to LA all the time, New York city, Chicago, Las Vegas, and so you, it's hard to be a professional writer and a journalist when you live here. And now I'm getting into film, so it, it's just becoming hard. So as soon as my boys are grown, we're all going to New York City. So I'll be there for good. In five years, we'll be okay, there for good. good. So, that's, that's you know, bad. then, I'll, so then you can come, come to, to my Maryland parties. Or you could have came to my festival. I think I invited you to my film festival. I have a film festival now. And so this year was my first year. What, so I'll be, I'll be doing a film when festival When is the film festival? Year. When is the film festival? Well, I did the film festival. festival. Yeah, you did, actually. It was October 26th to the 29th, it was. So oh, I did it right before Halloween. I, don't get mad. I was away in October. I had. I was in. Of I think I was either in New Orleans or I was somewhere. I was, you were, I've definitely. I've been on a little bit of world tour. Well, of course. And there's nothing wrong with that. It was a great festival, actually. We did it on West 25th Street. So it was right in Chelsea. It was a really super nice venue. We had a great time. It was wonderful. So, yeah. So there'll be other opportunities. So now um, there's a couple business-like things that we have to do here. Like, first of all, I'm going to read off a list of places where people can find you. And it's about eight pages long, folks. So after I get done reading this, you let me know if I've missed anything. So if somebody's listening today and you want to reach Margaret Josephs, let me just read off the 75 ways. Here we go. Uh, Obviously, (laughs) bravotv.com because it's the real house size of New Jersey, and that's on on Wednesday nights, of course, at uh, 9 o'clock is when I watch at Central Time, of course. She has a Wikipedia page, uh, margaretjoseph.com, as well as macbethcollection.com. She has a personal Facebook page as well as a professional page, and the last name, again, is spelled Josephs. It's J-O-S-E-P-H-S. She also has a Facebook Macbeth Collection by Margaret Josephs page. She has an IMDb profile. <laughs> she is on YouTube. She's on Amazon. On Instagram, it's the real Margaret Josephs. And on Twitter, it's at Margaret Josephs. Have I forgotten anything? Any other place to find no. you? No, no. Okay. Starbucks. Now, I'm going to guess that Margaret's never listened to my show. So there's always two things that we do on my show at the end of my show. First of all, there are surprises. So, yes, Margaret, there are surprises for you. And then the very oh, last thing you. I do is I get to tell you what I think of you. That's the only part of my show that's not scripted. And I do that on purpose because that means it's just for my heart or my head or both. It's just impressions that I've thank gotten you. by stalking you and or researching, oh, as I call you. it. Um, you're quite <laughs> welcome. First of all, 
I don't want to forget to mention Daniel Cape. Without Daniel, this uh, interview would not be possible. Daniel and I are both part of a lovely publicist page, and uh, he happened to put your name up, and I said I'd love to talk to her. And let me just tell you, folks, this right off the bat was the number one reason, besides a few others, that I wanted to interview her. I approached her, and not everyone I approach on television answers me, and she personally answered me herself. And then she tried to say that I was very popular. <laughs> or so, yes, the comment was, I, tr- I tried to friend her, but Miss Popular, I was at 5,000, and she got her way in, as you can see, because she's my Facebook friend. But she answered me, and, and that, that means a tremendous great deal to me. So, Daniel, I do hope that I have done your client justice. I do hope that we have had a wonderful time today. Thank you so much for putting Margaret and myself together. I, I, I had to make mention of Daniel. And, Margaret, just so you know, about two hours or so after this is done, I'll send you a copy there's a blog talk radio copy, and then there's a YouTube link, and I upload those. So I, I do both it. of those to get a chance. Um, so that takes care of that business part. Now, in terms of the surprise stuff, there are always things that I find out about my guests, and then I surprise them with things because I like to combine business with pleasure. So your interests and my interests align in a couple of different ways. So there's a couple of things that I want to ask you. Um, first of all, obviously, you'll get invited to the film festival next year, presuming that I can do it. Um, I, I can tell you I'll be in New York for Christmas because whether the doctor says so or not, I'm going because it's beautiful at Christmas time. But the festival will be next year. What you don't know about me is there's two big things that are coming up. Um, my calendar comes out next month, and my movie comes out Ooh. Uh, January. So these are two things. First of all, if I beg and I plead and, and if I asked really nicely, I thought it would be wonderful promotion for the Margaret uh, Joseph collection if I actually – had something in my hand or wore something that represented Margaret Josephs in my calendar because it's a collection of 15 different filmmakers plus plus the Bravo girl, Alyssa Stoll from Real Estate Wars is in She is actually in there because she does film locations and the son of Michael Madsen is in there because he actually is providing music for my film. So it's a collaboration of all sorts of indie people, including musicians. And I thought Margaret would love that. So, and it's great and it's free promotion. Who doesn't want that, right? Yes. I could actually look like oh. Margaret for like a split second, for like a split yes, second, because yes. I don't have okay. boobs, we'll figure out among what other you things. Want, what you need for the shoot. Of course. I'll so that's something. number yes, one. Number two, you gratified my natural curiosity, which is all of us that are very creative chameleons, as I call us, like somebody like myself who does multiple things, always collaborates with other people like yourself. And I knew that somewhere in there, there was either an artist or a musician or a wannabe something. So I thought that I would offer you the opportunity. Um, my movie that's coming up um, is very important to me, and I have to get it done quickly because it's being submitted to Cannes Film Festival. My question to you, Margaret, oh, is, and we're going to here's the question. I, w- I would prefer if you would say yes to this, but I'll <laughs> let you think about it. Here's the thought. I, can, I, I want to put you on a stage, but not in the way that you think because you claim that you can't sing. My movie is a silent, basically silent. It's 100 words. It's all being done in black and white. And it's all about the various ways that people show that they love one another. So I have two different capacities, but the long story short is I don't want to film it without having you in it, and preferably with your husband. There are very few husbands and wives that I see that are that eclectic, and I, and I like the chemistry, and you say a lot without saying anything. And if you don't want to do that with your husband, well, then I have another no, alternate idea for you. No, I'll totally do it with you. my husband. I'll totally Yay! do that with my husband. Um, so there's the movie thing. So then I would have to see you because it's filming in New York next month. So whether I like it or not, I have well, to be there at some the, point. So that's number two. Good. By the way, that I am honored that you would even think of us, and I love that you see us that way. And thank you so much. We would be thrilled to do oh, something like that. Thank you. 
Well, number three, this one is this little goodie is more for Joe because I don't know if you're going to appreciate this or not, but I, I have a whole other show, uh, radio show that I do that's biker relatives. So it has everything to do with biker organizations, things like that. And one of my dear friends and I are actually planning an event together, and it's a recognizable figure in the biker world. So I don't know if your husband enjoys those things, but if so, yeah. I will definitely invite my friend to come along. Actually, actually, what I might do is if you guys want to go riding, we can meet you, and you'll recognize who this person is. He's He's been on television, et cetera, and he still rides, and he's a great guy to ride with. I haven't ridden with him for a long time. So I thought if we're going to offer Margaret a present, we have to give Joe a present, right? And maybe oh, then so if he gets a really big present, he'll be like, let's get that house finished a little bit faster. And then Margaret will be happy. See? We're a wait, wait, it's show not, wait, we your friend, wait, he's on TV or he's not on TV? It's not like Chuck Vito. He was on TV, and now he is. Well, I probably shouldn't say, only because of the fact that, that oftentimes people get misconceptions of certain individuals in the biker community. Because, you know, sometimes I ride with people that are more no, recognizable, and I've ridden, yes. you know, and then sometimes I've ridden with people who have been outlaws and, and, and other affiliations. And so I have friends across the board. And so this one is a super yes. nice guy. He's been on television, and he's terrific. And either way, I just like to ride. And the reality is no one rides in New York. So apparently I have to go to Jersey to ride. Because no one rides in New York. Yes, yeah, so we'll apparently ride not. together. I don't of know. course. No, my husband my husband would love that. Of course. That would be awesome. So of look at that. We've made in. you we're happy. In. We've made your husband happy. We've made your company happy. Yeah. Hopefully I've made um yes. hopefully I've made our listening audience no, happy just, and Daniel happy. God. Yes, I hope this so. was great. So here thank you here's so the last much. Thing. So we'll be in go ahead. I have to tell you what I think of you. That's the last thing. Oh, <laughs> and then I'll sign off the show. That's the most important thing. Um, the yes, reason I do this is because <laughs> the list, both you get to listen to this and the listening audience gets to hear it and they get their impressions. So there you go. Oh, and before I forget, before I tell Margaret what I think of her, just a reminder to all of my listening audience, this is, again, the last show. I'm not coming back on until the 20. 20- Seventh, um, Anthony Robert Grasso, the independent film actor extraordinaire, is going to be on. He's also an acting coach. Act, yeah, so that's whatever I just said, November 27th. So don't forget, check my back episodes. I am done after today. No radio whatsoever. So I want to remind everybody of that. So here we go. These are my thoughts of Margaret Joseph. Obviously, I've spent enough time watching your show. I've proven that because, um, well, I've pointed out your signature line. So obviously, you're one that I've been yeah. watching. When I first approached you, what you don't know is I purposely approached you because I knew a few things about you, and I knew that we'd be very similar, and I knew that you'd get along well. What people don't realize is oftentimes I interview people that are very popular cultural-wise, and what they don't realize is I'm still very nervous every time I do it. I still almost throw up every time I answer the phone. The first woman I ever interviewed was a real housewife, and that was six years ago, and she was from Orange County. And I almost threw up then, and I almost threw up again today. What that tells me is my guests are still as exciting. They're still as eclectic. I'd like to think I do it a little bit better. But the reason that that you gravitated to me is she did this fabulous thing, folks. The first thing I noticed when I watched the show was that she had given this beautiful wreath that she had put together. As we all know, Teresa's mom passed away, and she brought this beautiful thing onto the beach out of nowhere and, and just surprised this person that she had first met. It didn't even occur to her that she didn't know her that well or this relationship wasn't bonded. That speaks great volumes of character. One of the things that I've recognized and learned about you is you're a woman of great character and class. Despite what people might think about whatever comes out of your mouth and whether they approve or not, 
you are distinctively charismatic and classy. I love the fact that you dress in whatever way you see fit. You act in whatever way is not only comfortable for you, but you make a statement every time you walk into a room, not because you're on television, but because of the fact that I see women all the time saying, I want to be like her, I want to talk like her, I want to dress like her, and I want to be like her. Women do not want to parallel women that are not impressive and intelligent and classy. You fit all of those things. What's really super cool about you is that you were so not TV-like. By the way, you're making me tear up a little. (laughs) Well, this happens on the show all the time. I'm used to it. You're very real and you're very raw. The other thing that I noticed about you is that you're willing to be – give me one second. I was trying to think of the word – You made me cry the other day. I was watching some of the emotions and the feelings that you allow your audience to see. It's not very often that people that get recognized are able to show how they feel and what they think and what matters to them. I find it highly impressive that someone could be so naked in front of so many people and still be so ladylike about it. That's very impressive. You have brought to my life personally, and you wouldn't know this, but I, I turned your show on last week. Why? Because it makes me laugh, because it's so over the top. But I watched this show, and it made me for five minutes realize my situation right now isn't as scary. You know, I had terrible news about my health. I turned this on, and it made me forget about this. You gave me the ability to forget about my own life and concentrate on your own. That's a quality that most of us, that's the reason why we watch you, because you take us to another place, and you make us realize that humans are real and raw on television, and we can oh. like them, and that's okay. So you've given something to us. You're not just a TV person. You're a real person who touches our lives. So thank you for that. Uh, I appreciate that. Oh, my. Cindy, I'm telling you, I speak to a lot of people, but you are such a doll. I just want all good things for you. And I I don't know. I mean, we're going to talk after we get off there, but I'm literally crying. And you you make your. Why do people keep crying on my show? Everybody no, cries on my show. Me, but, but what you said to me is so sweet and touching, and it makes me feel good that I did this show and and that, that Thank you. you feel that way about me and that anybody could feel that way about me. I can't believe it. And thank you True. so much. And thank you for this interview. And I can't wait to do your movie with Super Joe and go riding with you. And, <laughs> and then we're going to have to cuddle up, and I'm going to make you watch RuPaul. And then we're Listen gonna, to her. We're going to cuddle up. Yes. There's only one woman in we're life I cuddle up with just you now. <laughs> I love it. So I please you to make well, sure. And obviously, we'll be discussing. You need to make sure that you uh, know that you can come back anytime you like. If you have a product to promote, even Thank if you're not you. on the housewives, if there's anything that you need, feel feel free to come back at any given point in time. Obviously, folks, of course, keep watching Bravo TV. Obviously, watch her antics every week because she's just a ride. Absolutely. And um, shortly after the show gets done, I'll send you my contact information for more than one reason. Yes. Since I can't finish my talk on air because there's just some things people don't need to hear. But Thank you. It really has been a blessing. We will be in touch. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. And happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And I will talk to you very soon, obviously. All right, my dear. Have a great afternoon. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye, honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tell me she's not fabulous, right? Exactly. And I hear I was petrified, right? Again, huge thanks to Daniel Cape. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I do hope that you had an opportunity to listen in, Daniel, and that you're pleased with the end result. One more time, I want to remind everybody, again, her name is Margaret Joseph. BravoTV.com, Wednesday nights, 9 o'clock. She has a Wikipedia page. She is on Amazon, YouTube, IMDb. 
her uh, clothing line, MacbethCollection.com is the website, as well as MargaretJosephs.com. She is on Twitter, at MargaretJosephs, Instagram, The Real MargaretJosephs, also uh, Facebook, both a personal page as well as her professional page, along with a Facebook page for her clothing line, which is Macbeth's Collection by Margaret Josephs. Obviously, again, big hug to Margaret. I am so thrilled that she said yes. I cannot wait to put her in this movie. She's just going to be a crack. You guys are going to absolutely love this movie thing. And, of course, I'm so honored with the calendar. I mean, just absolutely elated. So, obviously, that brings us to the very tail end here, folks. I just want to say, again, thanks so much to everybody for all of your care and concern. Um, Clearly, uh, it was posted on social media, so most of you know. Things are just not terrific. Um, Obviously, I asked for a bit of privacy today to try to cope with what's going on, and um, I'll be in touch, obviously. Just because I'm going off the radio doesn't mean I'm disappearing. I just need a little time to myself to sort some things out, slow down a little bit, reprioritize and and, um, figure out what the next step is. But just know that you're loved and appreciated, and I thank you so much for all of your concern. Thanks so much for listening in today. Um, And, of course, like I said, we'll be back on air 1 o'clock Central Standard Time, November 27th, um, for Anthony Robert Grasso. And, again, as Margaret said, have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.